I would bang Linda Lavin. <laughs> no joke. Maybe tonight. Just like 86. She knows what she's doing. Still alive. Still alive. Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, it is February 8th. 20, January, January 8th, 8th, you asshole. <laughs> January 8th, it's March 5th. You know, I had something to say, and I threw myself off. Okay, there's, we are going to play the game always, as we always do. Yeah. How old are they and how much are they worth? But there is someone super it's famous great. on January 8th. Do you remember when January 8th comes around? Does it stick out to you? Yeah, it's Elvis. Elvis, absolutely but right. But you know who January 7th is? And we should have played this game yesterday. How old is he and how much is he worth? Do you know it? I'm going to ask you okay. right now. Who is it? Glenn Geffner. Oh, shit. Voice of the Marlins. How old is he and how much is he worth? <laughs> I feel bad on how much is he worth. Let's go. I'm going to go. Fuck. Even though he's a guy and guys don't care if you guess older. Yeah. I would feel bad on this one. I'm going to go Glenn is 43. That and- means he was 23 in 98. No, he's younger than that. You have him at like 18. He was here in 98, wasn't he? Yeah, he was here in 98. But he was here in 96, I think. Well, 98 would be... So 98 would be 22 years ago. So you're saying he's 21. Fresh out of college. He didn't... Never worked for the Rochester Red Wings. He did. Come on. Stop jacking around. (laughs) I didn't know which way you're going on that. All right, I'm going Glenn is... Fuck, I still think he's young. What did I say, 43? Yeah. I'm like, he's not fucking Doogie Howser. Okay, I'm going to go 47. Probably. Okay. 47, and I'll say Glenn is worth $1.5 million. Yeah, I'm going to say he's worth $14 million. Okay, <laughs> just to be safe. Yeah. You think Glenn would be more upset if we fucked up the age or the money? Um, I don't think he'd be upset by either one. He's like the coolest guy we know. Okay. Next to, uh, Geff's fantastic. Yeah. Another congratulations out tonight. To our friend Al Horton, who last night, God, how fantastic. Loved the coverage that he got. Huge article in the in the uh, Minneapolis paper. Yep. Huge column today in The Athletic um, from John Krasinski that Al Horton, our buddy, celebrated game 1000 last night as that the radio really cool. voice of the Wolves. That is really, really cool. Yeah, and it was so goddamn funny because a bunch of different places today – Including the Timberwolves. Yeah. Sent out tributes to Allen. Is that right? Yeah. That's Timberwolves really cool. did it. Star Tribune wrote a big column about him. Like I said, The Athletic had an article about Al, which was great. Talking about his sense of humor. And uh, the guys that work with him said, God dang, sometimes he walks it right up to the line. And we get nervous. And I just laughed and laughed and laughed. But they all talk about. Right, some of the great calls that he's yep. had, and if you subscribe to the Athletic, you can find it on the Timberwolves feed. And yep. there's so many great Alan, uh, Andrew Wiggins game winners or big defensive plays and game wins, and then it all circles back to that game against Dallas. Yes, when Kevin Love got fouled. Oh, that's a foul, and he <laughs> loses his mind, and when he yells. Allen's seeing the replay. Yeah. And Kevin Love gets fouled, and there's no call. I hope every one of you have seen this. If you ever look at top 10 it's announcers losing their shit, Allen's always in the top 10. It's it's so goddamn great. And because he's family to us, yes, I have heard it a thousand times, and I laughed again. 
So Kevin Love gets fouled at the end of this game against the Mavericks. They don't call it. Game over. Timberwolves lose. And calm, cool, collected man of the people, Al Horton, loses his shit. And he's like, oh, that's a foul. They should have called it. And now while we're listening on radio, Allen is seeing a replay. Yes. And he continues to get more and more mad. So the first thing he sees is that it's a foul and he's screaming, oh, that's a foul. He loses it. Much <laughs> angrier than I did. And then there's one referee. I don't know who it is. It's Ed somebody. Ed Malloy. No, I'll get to oh. him in a second. John Smith's right there. He doesn't have the guts to call it, is the first thing he says. He rips yeah. that referee. And then there's another pause. I have no idea what he sees. All you hear is, oh, Ed Malloy. <laughs> <laughs> it is so goddamn funny. And it is all over the place. All you have to do is probably Google or go on social media. Timberwolves, Ed Malloy. And, but listen, let me say this. While yes. we joke about Ed Malloy, Dave, you saw it, and I have seen it plenty of times. And as a Wolves fan, I tune into SiriusXM. He's so goddamn good. Yep. He is legit, as Geff is, both of those guys, very close friends of ours. But Glenn has the benefit of working with the Hall of Famer and Dave Van Horn. Yep. Both of them, great, great friendship. You have the ability to bounce it off each other. As both columns pointed out today, Allen does the 82-game season by himself. Travel, boards. Insane. You and I both sat next to him. It is insane how much work it is. It's great. And so while I love the Ed Malloy call, that surely doesn't define who Allen is as an NBA announcer. I just I couldn't be happier for him. I'll see him in a couple of weeks. And uh, he's just great and such a – smart ass and yeah. so funny but he just couldn't be a better guy and and i know dave you feel the same way i do he listens to this stupid show on the uh on his flights and everything else and i'm just i couldn't be more excited for him i couldn't be more proud of him even though he never mentions this show in anything he never fucking <laughs> i'll tell you another thing that little fucking shit doesn't do i'm gonna tell you something david about your little friend there, Andy Horton. He wasn't doing shit. You know what he was doing? He was making Hank Bauer oatmeal every day. And me and Eddie Shithead over here gave him an opportunity to come on the road with the Chargers. Does he ever mention me? The fuck no. Does he ever fucking say, hey, guess what I'd be doing? I'd be busting tables at Mel's Diner in Phoenix if it wasn't for the late, great John Butler. Fuck no, he doesn't. I'll tell you another thing, Horton. I bet you don't have the fucking balls to go on that Timberwolves plane without a tie. Does it? <laughs> you could call a thousand games or you could call 20,000 games. You know what you are, Horton? You're a fucking lightweight because I saw you puking in a trash can in Philadelphia because your tummy got hurt after a couple banana drinks. And I'll tell you another thing. You're a goddamn button pusher. <laughs> Right, Eddie? He's a legend. Thousand games of that shit team. I'll tell you what, Ed. You know what? You say shit again, you're going to go down the toilet like a big gray-haired piece of shit. <laughs> Alan, I tell you what, if I was not dead, which I still am, 
You could reward me with four tickets and some of my favorite chili. A goddamn game. I bring me an old fucking hand clapper here, Eddie. And we'd sit there courtside and we'd act like we're proud of you. I'm very proud of it. You know what, Eddie? You proud of that smile? Because it's going to look a lot different in about a minute. But I'll tell you another time, Horton. You're a goddamn button pusher. Hopefully you learned how to hold your liquor a little better than you did in Philadelphia. And tie that tie. No more clip-ons, asshole. (laughs) Thousand games for our boy. So proud of him. Yeah, John Butler yelled at him. I know, it was so great. Yelled at him. What a fucking jerk. Not this asshole. No, not 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 the podcast, John Butler. The real John Butler. That's right, yeah. That's why Jeff makes fun, can say stuff like that, because he was an asshole. Dude, he was the biggest dick. He's such an asshole to everybody. It's... It's exactly this week, Dave, listening to Stern when uh, Don Imus passed away. Oh, shit. Yeah, I meant to listen to that. Okay. And you're I got to see- go back now. Well, they'll repeat it 10,000 yeah. times because he's probably got another two-week vacation starting on uh, Monday. <laughs> but he goes, you know, man, he goes, it's kind of bittersweet because we really did hate each other. And he goes, I never celebrate anybody being dead. But he goes, I understand he did some stuff for kids and everything else. But he basically called Robin Quivers, yeah, you know the N word, yep. and and he didn't hide it. I I'm sorry, man. I I am who I am, and if, I, I never had any issues with Butler. I just know he was such an asshole to everybody else that I have no problem exactly. at all coming in here. Hey, 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 oh, you're a big tough guy now, aren't you? <laughs> you're a big tough guy. Cause I'm not there. I beat the shit out of you, you one legged fuck. <laughs> Uh, no, that you're right. I mean, we saw yeah. it. He just wasn't a good guy to anybody. I do love that he rags Steve Quiz. Yes. My favorite. St- <laughs> I told you, I thought um, the relationship with my girlfriend who ended up being my wife was going to end at a Gulls game because Butler died. And I said to Quiz, what about that? And he goes, well, yeah, the last thing he ever said to me, kicked me and my photographer off an elevator and the door was closing because I didn't really even know the guy. <laughs> and the door's closing. John Butler looks at me and says, Yeah, I never liked you anyways. <laughs> and he said, That's the. Uh... <laughs> Which is just. Quiz his fucking pig pen. Yeah. Where he just has a black cloud over he him does. all the time. He's just. Shit happens to that guy. He got robbed and he got. Remember, he got delayed on his flight. Oh, he yeah. missed a Notre Dame game. He was crying the blues. Yeah. Fucking guy sees Hamilton more than anybody I've ever known. <laughs> and, uh. But. Dude, I was just talking about him. It's funny that you just about brought quiz? up. Love yeah, him. I was just I, literally what I was saying. It's funny you brought up Alan and Quiz back to back because I would literally have this conversation yesterday with somebody. Yeah. I go, the funny thing about you and I, we've always just done the talk show. We've never said, hey, dude, I got to get into play by play. Right. Most people that do this want to be play by play guys. Yeah. By the way, Steve Woods and Ben doing play by play on a spring training game. Yeah. Okay. Ben and Jesse Agler doing play-by-play. Steve will do color. I think Woods will be fucking hysterical. Well, I think Ben always wanted to be a play-by-play guy. He does. Yeah. I, I hope they do a great job, but I think Woods will be fall over funny just because he's... If they I let mean, him. If they let Ben... I mean, excuse me, let Woods be Woods. He'll be funny as shit. He'll be great. And my free advice to that dick, and Paul, give this, pass it along, okay? We don't need you to spin in any stories of how you fucking play 
over there at Leisure Fryer Little League and incorporate <laughs> that with the struggles that you have on the mound with anything that Matt Strom's going through. Because they're not the same. It's like when I hear Judson tried to tell Nick Hardwick about playing pro ball. It's two completely different worlds. Stop it. Stop Go it. ahead. All right, Quiz and Horton, you were saying. Okay, so I was saying Alan Horton was working with Jeff and me, uh -huh. and we're doing great. And he says, I'm going to pursue my dream, basically. I want to be a play-by-play -play guy, and this is what I'm going to do. And, man, he just hit it big. He, you know, he, went, he did some Aztec baseball. He yep. done filled in on pods, pods for some spring training did games. Seattle Storm, WNBA, yep. boom, and, and it takes off to the Wolves. Yeah. He, there he is, 1,000 games. I mean, that's a big damn accomplishment. Unbelievable. Chase his dream, and he won. And not yeah. too many people get a chance to say they did that. I look at Quiz, who was doing TV sports, yeah. and said, fuck it. I want to be a play-by-play -play guy. Yep. And I, Quiz is good as far as I can see. Dynamite. Horton's good. Quiz is doing goddamn UCI and UC Riverside girls basketball games every fucking week. And Horton's doing the NBA. Now, but, why does it happen? Because he has a black cloud around him. He is jinxed. But, but Quiz is on ESPN. Which channel? Docho? No, he's not on. Bullshit. Bullshit, you asshole. call me next time he's on. Well, I'm not watching, of but course, he's always no promoting one else. it. <laughs> Look, I you love look. the guy. He's one of my favorites. Okay. He has a black cloud around him. He, he does. He gets the shittiest fucking games with four people in the crowd. He does 19 games. <laughs> hey, here I am, me and Teddy Mendenhall, and we're doing snuffy basketball in fucking uh, yeah. Fallbrook, and we got Larry's Donuts taking on uh, Art's <laughs> auto windshield repair. Yeah. We'll have tip-off at fucking one fifteen in the afternoon. I'm telling you, can't get a break, that guy. I know. <laughs> I know he did Major League Baseball, though. Yeah, he did. He did the Angels. He did the pods on Channel 4. did a bunch of Channel 4 games. There you go. And how's that working out? Look, man. He, he should be the guy. My point is, he's good. Horton's yeah. good. Yeah. Two guys that are really good at what they do. One guy, though, has hit it down the right path. The other guy can't seem to catch on to where he wants to be. I feel bad for him. Uh, Some but, guys are just jinxed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Elston? Yeah, Elston's jinxed. What well, doesn't help Elston says fuck you on the way out the door every well, time? Well, hey. <laughs> i tell you what. I'm not going to throw fucking rocks from the driveway of my glass house. Not tonight, buddy. Everybody wants to say fuck you, but we don't do it. Except Elston. Him and Ruthie. Fucking love Elston, dude. Kid's the greatest. Kid's the fucking greatest. Love that guy. Um, so today, what a weird, weird day, 48 hours, yes. as Rocky Long says today that he's retiring as head coach of the Aztecs. Yeah. Brady Hoke, after an extensive search of 11 minutes, gets named head coach, and you can understand <laughs> why they went to it so quickly. It's not often you get a guy that had been fired from his last four jobs. <laughs> that's available. Uh, that's available. And you jumped right in. And I tell you, man, when you look at, and I tweeted it out tonight, when you look at the record for Rocky Long, yep. second most wins in school history behind Don Coriel, nine straight bowl appearances, clean program that we've talked about, Kids graduate. But then when they did the press conference today, 
and they talk about Darnell Pumphrey, when they talk about Rashad Penny, when they talk about 16 or 18 kids that have been drafted. Yeah. What I loved about it, Dave, is I just loved that it did start with Brady, but it really developed under Coach Long that there was a toughness there that they brought to that program. And just the way he conducted himself was great. But he retires today, and he says in the press conference, which I thought was pretty cool, he said, the most fun I ever had in my coaching career is when I was the defensive coordinator for Brady Hoke. Because he said, you got to do two things, just coach defense and recruit. And he goes, that's all I wanted to do, and it was great. And they announced Brady as head coach, and then Brady says – the most fun I had in coaching was coming back here yeah. and being the D-line coach for Rocky. Yeah. And you realize that these guys who have been together at Oregon State and UCLA and their time here, this is a very long, extensive friendship from two really fucking yeah. cool guys. Dave, I'm telling you, I think in September, Brady Hoke's going to be the head coach. And I think Rocky Long's going to be the defensive coordinator. Oh, I don't think so at all. It sounded like it today. I don't think that's the case. He, I don't, you think he's going to Syracuse or USC or one of these bigger yeah, jobs? Yeah, I, I do. I, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. First of all, nobody gets into coaching to, for saying, I want to fundraise and I want to meet right. all Jake Hands. And nobody thinks about that with coaching. No one ever thinks about that. I don't want to do that Wednesday coaches yeah. show. Yeah. I don't want to go talk. Soup Anderson's. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go hang out on a Tuesday while we have to give the media free sandwiches just to show up to do our bullshit press conference. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I just want to coach. I got into this for coaching to teach. I didn't get into it for all the other bullshit. Even, yeah. even I know this sounds crazy. Even at the high school level, dude, I don't want to deal with that either. I, yeah. You know what I mean? I just like coaching. My favorite part is being on the field. It's not the yeah, – there's a, people always say to me, well, how come you don't make a better effort to to meet the parents and talk to the parents? Oh. And you know why I don't do that? Because I don't want it to cloud my judgment when I'm trying to decide right. who deserves to play. Because we're going to hate your dad, <laughs> want to bone your mom. I didn't say any of that. I did. But my point is you just want to coach. So what I think – this should be a big wake-up call to San Diego State. And it we, should be, but it won't and, be And we've guaranteed. said this for a long time. Rocky has done, as you said, he and we'll give credit to Brady because you mentioned on the last show, look what Brady took over and look how he started a wing tradition. And Did it. we thought he was a great coach. We understood why he left because Michigan was his dream job. But yeah. we're like, dude, things are just starting to get good. Well, they didn't miss a beat, and they just took off with Rocky. Yeah. They they really did a good job. We thought Rocky wasn't going to take that job because when Rocky came here, he said, I never want to be a head nope. coach again. First thing he said. Yeah. Ends up having to be the head coach, keep the program uh, on the rails. Go to San Diego State. He did everything possible you'd want him to do. In a shit stadium. In a shit stadium. For games that are broadcast yep. on fucking Facebook. Exactly. Nobody can and find the games. And he recruited an opportunity to have 16 or 18 fucking kids drafted yeah. in the NFL. He did it with class. Yeah. I, I mean, the guy, I just, Dave, there's a certain portion of that alumni, and I don't know if it's small or big, but they are out there. That just don't fucking understand that you're not Alabama. No. And you, somebody fucked with that guy, whether it was in-house or out-of-house, because for him to walk away in the manner he did, and I listened to what he said about just retiring and everything else, bullshit. He still wants to coach. He still wants to coach. He still wants to be out there. He has relationship with those kids and those coaches, but somebody just made it for him 
strong-minded guy at the age of 70 said, fuck that. I don't need to be the head coach here anymore. It's not worth it. Eighth no. highest paid coach in the fucking That's conference. embarrassing. Immediately you should God. be number one. Okay, so not even counting the money, and money we all know goes a long way, but when you're 70, really, how long does the money go? Like, right. you know what I mean? How important is it to him as far as the money? What he wants is a chance to compete, and you can't really compete in the Mountain West Conference, and that's the biggest problem with this fucking school yeah. is the Mountain West Conference is terrible, and it's terrible for basketball, and it's terrible for football, and that needs to be your wake-up call. W yeah. What is the future of this school? This whole city is run, basically, by San Diego State alums. 100%. And you cannot sit there and say, we're on, on the right path. Now, anyone that wants to sit there and say, hey, the Pac-12 doesn't want any part of us. Look, everything we've been told, the Pac-12 only takes schools that are research schools. You know, basically, yeah. you know, some kind of medical, some kind of engineering. San Diego State's not one of those schools. So, okay, well, where's the next conference? It's not the Big East, like you were talking in 2012. That was right. embarrassing. The conference was the Big 12 when they were the ones that needed. Remember, they got yep. held out in 2014 when it was TCU and it was Baylor and it might have been Oklahoma at the time that couldn't get into the college football playoff because they didn't have a playoff game at the end. Well, they were looking for two teams. That's the one San Diego State should have jumped in. They got to find a way to get into these, these major conferences. You're decent in basketball. You're decent in football. You're decent in baseball. How great would it be for you as you, as you live and have your kids right yeah. by – San Diego State to say, hey, let's go to the Aztec game tonight. Kansas is coming to town. Oklahoma's coming yeah. to town. Texas is coming to town. There's some some exciting schools in those sports. To be part of would be big. But th this whole bullshit with Utah State, Nevada, well, nobody across the country fucking cares. No, nobody it, cares. It uh, It'll be – let's see if that stadium gets built. Like well, I, I tell I you what, I had a question about that today. When you, Jeff's the one that told me about the news. I was out all day, and you called and told me what was going on. Yeah. As soon as JD made it sound like two days ago that, hey, Rocky's going to be here, and then it falls through, I'm like, what else are you lying to me about? Yeah. John David? Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you lying to us about? Uh, but that's program overall is not going to want. What you want is you want a chance to win a national championship. And, and Rocky, I think, wants to compete at the highest level and knows he can't. He said he can't get the Pac 12 schools to play him anymore. Yeah, and I would have done today. I would have fucking brought home Kevin O'Connell. That's the call. You said that to me today. Mm -hmm. It was the best thing I heard all day long. Couldn't agree more. I would have young, guy, it, young guy, innovative NFL coordinator, Damn. right? Media savvy. Has Looking worked for a for job. ESPN. Yeah, has done it. Connections. Played well, like the Patriots. Yeah, well, like had just been offensive coordinator in Washington. Has had big time experience. I would have fucking brought him in, and I would have let him build his staff. I would have let him do the whole fucking thing. Yep. But they went the safe way. They did. And who else was knocking on Brady's door besides who, Domino's? Uh, well, I'm sorry. That was a shot. I would think Mike McCoy, Hugh Jackson, <laughs> Dan Cilio. Do they have jobs to offer him? <laughs> Dan Cilio. And here's the other thing. Why Dan didn't put his fucking name in for the fucking job. San Diego State? When I'm listening to the press, here's why San Diego State's a fucking joke too. Because I put on 97.3 to hear the press conference, and you can't hear it because the fucking Aztecs who put their games on Facebook Live because Steve Schnall can't figure shit out or whoever it is to blame. It's so fucking bush league that you're gonna. Exclusive your press conference at thirteen six. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you fucking draw eight thousand for football. You fucking dickheads. You should be lucky that ninety seven three wants to put it on. 
because they're so fucking stupid, you forget that 90% of this city can't hear 1360. And nothing screams minor league for a fucking program that claims to be major league than limiting your fucking press conference to 1360. What a bunch of fucking jerk-offs. Now, listen, Coach is a fucking jerk-off too because at uh, 1.30, when I would expect that you're talking Rocky Long all day long. Yep. He's got a guy on from fucking Gonzaga. Hey, Bruce, what exactly are you doing up there with the program now? Well, I have a variety of roles. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> Who the fuck cares? How does Adam or Braden or Steve Woods, who doesn't do shit to improve any other show, go get this fucker off the air immediately now We've had a coaching change for the only football program where you have, and you don't even know who the fuck this guy is. Hey, what do you do there? Well, I bring the bananas and the oranges. I make a damn good smoothie, coach. Fantastic. <laughs> you just blame Woods for their problems. Ah, oh, yeah, the fucking asshole. Every time I tell him, where the fuck's the press conference? Oh, we can't carry it. Well, why? What'd you do today? Get that done. Nothing. He didn't do shit. So any of you looking for 97.3 to carry the press conference, don't get mad at me. Get mad at that asshole, Steve Woods. Swing and a miss. What do you think Woods was doing at 1.30? Sitting around looking for a shirt? Sitting around playing his guitar. Fucking strumming along to Adam Lambert and Queen. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. But San Diego State, Dave, fuck these guys. Like, it's such a joke. You go, when 1360, who has 147 fucking people listening, hello? <laughs> goes, hey, we want the exclusive. You go, shut the fuck up. Exactly. That's what you say. Shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up. Is this is, if this was TV, you invite every TV crew in there. Right. If, so it's radio. You invite every right. radio station that wants to carry it. God. And and any of you that are Aztecs that jump up and down on Twitter every day, you should go crazy and go, dude, if you want to, I guarantee you this. I will promise any of you this. If it was Alabama or USC or any of these programs that you strive to be or fill in the fucking blank, they're not going exclusive and they're sure as fuck not going exclusive with a shithole station like 1360. Give me a fucking break. Nothing screams minor league bullshit program like what they did. A, bringing in fucking Brady, who I love, but you made no effort to go out and, and sure, you hired. I talked to three guys. Really? <laughs> really? I mean, according to the timeline, Rocky said he was going to retire before the bowl game, and that's been a couple of weeks, so in fairness to Wicker. You talked but, to three guys, he said. Well, that's pretty extensive. And he right? came back to Brady. Yep. I mean, goddamn Macy's will interview 15 people <laughs> to make coffee. But we're going to interview three for our fucking program that's gone to nine straight bowl games because we want to make sure that we maintain that. It just frustrates the shit out of me the way they run that thing. And they're so fucking arrogant that they think they got the whole world by the balls when their fucking games are being broadcast on YouTube. Shut the fuck up. Do you think Brady negotiated a bigger contract? 
not just from defense coordinator, but but more than what Rocky made? Or do you think he took less than what Rocky made? Oh, I don't have any idea. I, I don't My know. point is, though, you said it earlier in the show. The, the guy was, what, the eighth highest paid guy in the conference? Well, Rocky was. Rocky yeah. was. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I mean, to say you interviewed three guys, was it three guys you can afford or three guys you thought could take the program to a higher level? I, I have no idea. That, well, and like th I say, that's why some of that shit needs to be made public. Yeah. I really, really like Brady. Yes. I, I do, but, too. This is nothing but, against Brady. But the shine that was on the apple when Brady came here from Ball State is a lot different than it is exactly today. Right. Brady, <laughs> Brady left here. Let's yeah. just call it what it was. Brady left here, went to Michigan, got out of the gates fast, then tapered off. Then went to Oregon and got fired. Went to Tennessee and got fired. Went and coached in Carolina and got fired. I mean, that's what happened. Yes. Came here as a D-line coach. It was a cool story, and I loved what they talked about today. But, and dude, he knows it. There's a relationship with the kids, the coaches. I'm fascinated to know what he does with that coaching staff because I do think there are changes that have to be made, but we'll see what Brady does. But I'm just saying, if I'm the athletic director down there, I go hire Kevin O'Connell, and I say, come back here. You're going to be the guy to take us in if you're ready for it. We think you're ready to be a guy to take us in and be ready to go. Yeah. And look, KO may have come, may have come in and won three fucking games, and then he goes, shit, get the hell out of here. But it would have been a pretty exciting hire for a kid that went to La Costa Canyon, played there at State. Like you said, Dave, drafted by the Patriots, has coached in the NFL, has worked in the media with ESPN. It would have been young, it would have been different, and it would have been pretty interesting for me today to go, God damn, I'm extremely sad to see Rocky go, which I am. And while I am happy that they could have fucked this up, they could have they could have been a little bit more exciting you in could the have, hire. You could have brought in him as a head coach and you could have still kept Brady as your defense coordinator. He wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. He wasn't going anywhere. I'm yeah. sorry. So, I, I think Brady will do a fine job or keep everything absolutely. the way they're going. You know what Brady's overall record was with Aztecs? It was good. I know he was only here two years. Two years. It wasn't great. I thought he did pretty good. Well, he because he, we saw shit for such a long well, time. Yeah. So he was four and eight his first year, and okay. he was nine and four his second year. So he was thirteen and twelve. Wow. See, in my mind, it was much better than that too. But it was such a short time frame. It but was, the, and but again, he turned the program around. He changed the culture completely. Yeah. Eleven and, and I two do. at Michigan's first year. Yeah, I give him full credit for that. But I don't know, man. I like him. Is is Brady coming back? Going to make you go out and buy season tickets? No. No, he's uh, not. And, but is it a, could you look at, you understand, can you justify State's decision? Sure. Yeah, of course. Sure. And, but I just, I just, the whole fucking thing that they did for the last 48 hours, it just, it makes me nuts because I think Rocky did so much for that program, and I really feel like in a lot of ways he was disrespected. I do, too. That's exactly right. I think and he was disrespected, me. and if you respect him a little bit different, he'd probably still be here. Yeah, when somebody says to him, hey, has the program reached its ceiling with you? Well, sorry that I won 10 goddamn games. Sorry that I won 10 games, and nobody knows when we play because our games start at 1030 at night on the East Coast, and you can't even see them, and yeah. I don't know. I just. <laughs> How about I'm, what he said? I wouldn't buy season tickets to see this thing. 
Dude, he was, and and I don't mean to talk about him in past tense. Easily, one of my favorite guys to deal with, and he he didn't like. I think he likes media guys. He just didn't like doing media interviews. Yeah. But if you just went down and bullshitted with him, he's he was unbel- fine. He's unbelievable. He's absolutely unbelievable. Like both of those guys, Brady came in. Good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Brady's our Ed Orgeron. Yeah. Yeah, the guy that everyone's going to do impressions about. And look, man, I am happy. They There there are different guys that it could have gone to. Shit, they could have brought Chuck Long back. Oh, no, they'll never do that. And then we're all trying to figure out what happened. <laughs> what happened? And, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean... I don't know, Dave. Are are is Brady the guy that's going to take this program to the next level? Did they settle today, or did they get the right guy today? Or could it be a combination? A combination. I think they okay. got both. I, but but what my point is, this program can't go any further. It's stuck. It's stuck because of where they're at. You yeah. know, they're, they're, the point is made is that they any team that has a chance of winning a national championship isn't going to play the Aztecs because yeah. if you lose you're knocked out yeah if you win you're supposed to win they're looked at it and this is bad to, to San Diego State fans but they're looked at it as their Kent State their UT Chattanooga they're those teams at the end of an Alabama schedule that their yeah. rest dates and they are better than that but they don't get the respect of that because of the conference that they're in the whole conference is a joke but you don't think any way at all after reading everything when Rocky said today to Kirk Kenny that the current defensive coordinator played for Rocky at New Mexico. However, this guy, according to Long, Coach Long, San Diego State has been contacted that other schools have interest in talking to the current defensive coordinator, and I'm forgetting his name. It's okay. But Rocky likes this guy. Kid played for him, and it's his time. But Kirk Kenny asked him, if this kid moves on, would you take the defensive coordinator position? And Rocky Long said, yes. Yeah. He said, yes, I'll take the job. That's the craziest shit ever. It is. Right? It is. But doesn't that speak volumes about the working relationship between Hoke and Long? I don't mean to ignore that because yeah. that's pretty cool. I, I Honestly, I, I think Rocky, at 70 years old, we've all seen it even with Wade Phillips. People aren't afraid of the age thing. If you no. think they help a guy win. Rocky's uh, track record and what San Diego State did on defense last year, we all know that's Rocky's defense. He's the guy that would sit there and someone would give him a shot. You mentioned USC. You mentioned yeah. uh, other big schools. You could see him going somewhere else, and he'd be absolutely fine with it. Being in a bigger conference and being a defensive coordinator and no one interviewing him ever just gets to coach, it would be outstanding. Your boy Chuck Long, I had to look this up, by the way. Yeah. Chuck Long, in 2012, became the wide receivers coach at a high school in Oklahoma. Wow. In 2019, Chuck Long was hired as the St. Louis Battlehawks running backs coach of the XFL. I mean, fucking... Running back coach. Yeah. Just fucking right off the face Dude, there. but he was offensive coordinator where? At Oklahoma, right? And so... Before he came here? And he was with... Let me see if I can find that here. Um, yeah. Chuck Long, if you remember, was, what, second in the Heisman Trophy behind Bo Jackson. Yeah. I mean, he was a good player. He just couldn't coach for shit. Uh, shit. Uh, can't see if I can find it. Yeah, I think he was OC at Oklahoma. Kansas. 
Kansas? Yes, offensive coordinator for Kansas. Oh, wow. When Turner Gill was the head coach. How about what year that? was that, though? That was – it doesn't give the year. It's it's like 2000 – it's after San Diego State. No, I'm saying before he came here. Yeah, but he was here in 2006, 2007, 2008. Yeah, where was so, he in 2005? That's what I'm saying. You're telling oh, me. Oh, before 2005 when he was here. Yeah. I got you. It's uh, Wikipedia. It'll give you. I'm his... looking at it right fucking now. Well, goddamn, learn how to I'm read. Try to keep the show on the rails. Hold on. Shit. You. <laughs> yeah, you're another fucking guy. You're an There's alumni that haven't done shit to improve that program. I'm the guy sitting there complaining. Yeah, you're a guy doing a lot of talking and not very much acting. <laughs> Asshole. He, he was with Oklahoma. He was offensive That's coordinator. That's what I thought. Where there were 67 and 11 during his time. Well, shit. Well, Jeff shows, Schimmel said. It shows he wasn't the reason. Because we fucking saw what happened here. <laughs> that guy. Wow. So, there it is. There there it is. And I don't know, Dave. How do you feel if Rocky Long stays as defensive coordinator? I'd be fine with it if he stayed around the program. I just yeah. don't think he has, wants anything to do with that school right now. I think he's pissed off. I think he's just like, I just want to coach D. Yeah. I don't want to have to fucking. I don't think he wants anything to do with the school or the, the conference. And, dude, it was a slap in the face to be the eighth highest paid coach. Yeah. Who are we kidding? How do you not come up with the money to pay him? Do you think uh their guys, by the way, I think Rocky made about eight hundred thousand a year. Yeah. The the guy doing special teams coach at Alabama makes like three million. Well, it's a different world. Well, that's down my there. point. Yeah. My point is there's money out there. If Rocky went and became a defensive coordinator at Syracuse, he'd make more money as a defensive coordinator than he would as a head coach. Yeah. Yeah. But does he want to leave? Right? Does he want to He made leave? the comment what his wife wasn't leaving was it going with him? <laughs> so if I go somewhere, she said she's not going. Okay, I'll see you in December. Yeah, <laughs> I'll mean, I'll bite my fucking tongue. Yeah, I mean I'm willing to take that chance. You're still gonna be here when I get back. Your battle axe. <laughs> That's, I mean, Is that a threat <laughs> or a promise? Yeah. What am I gonna do when I can't stop smiling? <laughs> 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 what else is that supposed to mean? Relax. <laughs> I don't know. Relax. I don't have any. What are you telling me to relax? <laughs> I'm for? telling him to tell her to relax. Yeah. Calm down. Um, but, you know, Hope came back here. And, he didn't and, have a fucking choice. Well, that's he was true. on a goddamn milk carton. Guy yeah. hasn't had a permanent address in Chuck, four years. Chuck Long took his XFL job, the fucker. <laughs> Jesus. Of the fucking Cleveland Steamers or wherever the fuck he was going to work. Can you imagine if... If Hoke took a job at the UT trying to get you to fucking buy the paper and call hey. you. Hey, what's up? Is this Lou? Lou, we got a great deal going right now. We got, uh, let me see what this shit says. You get Thursday through Sunday. Only $19 a week, Lou. <laughs> and we're going to send you a copy of Bryce Miller's new book. My favorite things to do in Iowa. Leave and don't come back. The end. <laughs> Let me tell you about fucking Bryce Miller. Can I get your too. first copy to you? Are you ready to go, Lou? That'd be it. I mean, can you imagine that? What the fuck was Brady doing? Brady's, let's be honest, he's lucky to still have a job in coaching. Uh, let me tell you, you want some media dirt today? Oh, yeah, I do. I love that shit. So uh, this shit's all going down, and I'm, I'm just livid. Okay. Are you really living? You no. Just say that. <laughs> no, 
I really wasn't. I'm not, like the whole thing. I'm just like the whole thing. Even with Brady coming back, like I would have liked to see him go get O'Connell, but I dig Hoke. Yeah. So no, this idea that I would be livid. No, it's fun to act like I was, but no, I think they've sincerely, it's probably more confusing than the whole thing, right? But you know, that great investigative staff at the Union Tribune will break down everything that happened. <laughs> Kraz is on it. <laughs> um, so I text Ed Graney. Yeah. Uh, lead columnist, <clears throat> Las Vegas Review Journal. Yeah. Guy knows San Diego State very well, not only from his time here, but he still sees them when they come in through UNLV. Yeah. Very tight with Mark Ziegler and and uh, and Nick Canepa and others. So Graney and I go back and forth for probably 10 minutes, just talking about the state of the program and what's going on and amazing job that Rocky had done. Yeah. And Bryce Miller had written a column the other day that said priority number one for John David Wicker should be to immediately re-sign Rocky Long, <clears throat> tear up the current deal, and get a new one. And I sent Bryce a text today, and I said, hey, man, this town is so fucked. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I thought your column really nailed it. Now, this is after my, I'd say, 10-minute conversation via text with Ed Graney. Yeah. That goddamn kid from Iowa writes back THX. That's what I got. Is that what you got? Yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah. Your goddamn columnist. Yeah, he writes yeah. me THX. You didn't have the energy to fucking write thanks? You nope. have the energy to, to expand? You, you got three it. letters? You didn't have it in him. Yeah. And, and you think column, I, pu- I publicly apologized yeah, to him. You did. In your next column. him at the happy hour. Yeah. In your next column, let's see you write THX and see if it fucking the editor lets it go Dang, through. I'm not letting that go through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just didn't have the energy to fucking put the vowels in there and shit. One of the great things we're going to bring back. Is karaoke because the guys love it, Dave. Late at night, bodies yearning, misled. I love calling the gang. <laughs> My favorite part of the game is wearing short sleeve shirts when it's 42 degrees and celebration plays on the PA after a big win. <laughs> what do you think when Brady goes out? <clears throat> goes out to a lamplighter. <laughs> What's this karaoke song? Sister Sledge, we are family. <laughs> you think he hits a little Jason Mraz? I'm yours. <laughs> I think he's an 80s guy. Yeah. He's Fucking Hoax. Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling. Hoax a maniac. But <laughs> I don't know. Mixed feelings about the whole thing, I would say. Nah, because you expect, you, again, we said it with Dutcher, too, at the same time. Why don't you just go interview people? What's the big deal? Why are you yeah. promising jobs? Speaking of the Aztecs basketball, I just want to ask you real quick. Right now, they're number seven. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. They're undefeated. Auburn's I'll undefeated. give you credit. You said, be if people listen to this show, you said back in September, they may go undefeated. Yeah, I did. I said before this season started, they would go undefeated. Yeah. Okay, so and they will. They're going to they're finish the season undefeated, and you're going to sit there and say, wait a second, why aren't we getting the respect we deserve? And it's kind of looking that way. Even though they're number seven, no one nationally really talks about San Diego State. My oh, question, that's not true. Doug Gottlieb's hyping them up yeah, all the time. Yeah, because Doug Gottlieb has a connection to San Diego State. He always talks about San Diego State, you know? He's, no, but I get it. Yeah. But he's a national but he, but he's the one college, guy. His brother he's used to coach here. He's saying they should be number here. one. 
That's absolutely ridiculous. They are not number one. I'm just, hang on. Yes. This isn't a discussion as to whether or not they're being number one. You said they're, nobody's talking yeah, about nationally. Yeah, but Doug doesn't count. How does he not count? Because He's a national brother, guy on Fox. His brother no, he co- doesn't count because he goes against your no, fucking because bullshit he, narrative. Uh, he has always talked Santa Doug State exposed up. you. It's bullshit. Doug has a connection because his brother was here. 40 years ago. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Coach 40 years ago. Coach for Smokey game. He has talked bullshit. He has talked San Diego State forever. He always has. He always pushes San Diego State. He was at the game the other day. Was he? Yeah, he was here with his In his boys. Lance Allworth jersey? Lance Allworth jersey getting pelted. Remember he changed his shirt in the middle of this show? Yeah. Dumb shit. Um, but you know, so my point is this with San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Not a dig. I just want to ask your opinion as a casual basketball fan. Yep. Right now they're number seven. Mm-hmm. Would you tell me if you filled out your bracket today? And we don't know where they'd be. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Would, you, would they have them going to the lead eight? Dave, I'll say this. I really, I had a really great time. I'm glad my sons and I went out to see him because we had a great night out there. We went out the Monday night um, before Thanksgiving, got in for six yeah. bucks a ticket, had a blast, right? Yep. Really did. Fun game. And I enjoyed it. Dave, I don't know how good they are. I mean, that's you, my point. We don't know. But look, this is my point all the way through San Diego State. The pods have had a very flat off season so far. Yeah. Right? Not much has happened. Kind of dull. Not really exciting. And I don't know really where anybody had the Aztec basketball team. It sure didn't feel like the hype of the Kawhi team or other teams that we've seen. Yeah. So to have them undefeated and the city's excited and playing like they're playing right now, I think it's great. I really do. I think it's great. I don't have any idea, Dave. Fuck, man. The way they're playing, they they may roll and be another. And, and if Dutch gets them to Sweet 16 or anything like that. I think that, they're a Sweet 16 team. Don, he deserves a lot of fucking credit that you especially have never given him. No, uh, here's what I said. We don't know how good they are, and I said it before this season started because yeah. the schedule is a fucking joke. And people go, oh, the power rankings have them number one or number three. Dude, let's add up the records of the teams that, that they have faced. But they've got wins on there now. They have one top 25 win. That's Utah State, who has fallen way out. End up losing to Air Force the next That's game. That's it? Are you Utah, sure? I yeah, Utah beat. State is dog shit. They have they nobody. Had like two other wins on there. You better check Dude, your fucking math because Point Loma is going to knock you out. Dude, there's nobody any good on here. There's no one any good. I'm looking at the fucking Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon at one time. Come on. Well, San Diego Christian, San Jose going. State. They won at the buzzer, and San Jose State's the worst team in, in the, the worst team in college basketball. All right, and they had so to win what? that one at the they buzzer won. at home. I'm telling you, there's no one left on the schedule. They're going to go undefeated. They yeah. don't, they don't have that many games left. They're literally going to go undefeated all the way to the tournament. Well, I think it's cool. and Auburn won't. By the way, Auburn's the other undefeated team. San Diego State will be the talk of when they fill out those brackets. Joe Lenardi yeah. doing the whole thing. Yeah, there's going to be a shitload of talk by then. But they, they finished with, I'll just tell you, Boise State, Fresno State, Nevada, Wyoming, UNLV, New Mexico, Utah State, at home, Air Force, New Mexico, Boise State, UNLV, Colorado State, Nevada. That's where they, that's where they finished with. What if they don't win the tournament? And I'm just like... You mean don't win the Mountain West Conference tournament? Yeah. Oh, that would suck. 
and I'm not saying that being a douche. Yeah. I'm just I, saying, I'm just curious. I, I would know. love to see them go to the lead eight because I think the lead eight puts you in a whole different level of what people actually think about your program. It's not a matter of how weak your schedule was. It's a matter of, hey, you know what? It's pretty talented. You made it to the lead eight because we're looking at those brackets. You know how it goes. Oh, yeah. You're sitting there going, fuck, how's your bracket doing? Yeah. And I then did. all of a sudden, San Diego State's a big deal. You're looking at it for a long time. I'm just telling you, I'm having a lot of fun. My kids are watching them. Are you just were, riding the wave? Is that what you're telling me? hundred percent. hundred percent. I couldn't have had less expectations for that team. And to have them undefeated and to have people in my work and my kids and just different people, buddies that live outside of the market go, hey, man, what's going on with the Aztecs? Yeah. And you go, fuck. It's kind of cool, Dave. I like it. Good for them, and especially good for Brian Dutcher. I'm going to give some homework to someone that will who wants to say fuck you to me first tomorrow. Good. Please do me this favor. We look up the wins and losses of the teams they have faced. It's probably And easy. send it to us. It's not hard yeah. to do. It just takes takes about 15 minutes of time yeah. to do it. If somebody will look it up and tell me what is the winning percentage of the teams that they have faced. Yeah. I thought they had, though, it sounded like a guy – I haven't followed every game, right? I literally have. But I think you're missing two or three quality wins on there. The, everybody wants to say Creighton was a big deal. Creighton wasn't a big deal. Why? Because Creighton's dog shit. You're dog shit. Okay, buddy. now I got to look up Creighton's. Yeah, they're probably <laughs> 19 and 2. Probably 19 and 1, the one loss. <laughs> yeah. In good state. yeah, it'd be great. Son of a bitch. You're probably right. I'll, I, I got to look that one up. If I'm way off. Did they I'm play Iowa, though? Creighton's twelve and four. Yeah. Okay. They're one and two in their conference. Creighton's oh. schedule's worse than their fucking schedule. Yeah. Why can't you just be happy for him? Why do you got? I would love to. I'd say I'd, I just don't want to sit there and fall for it and go. God, Good. I'm done. Don't then. You know, I gotta say this. This is who you have become, Whoever and I the impact come. that you've had on me. And I'm looking. Oh, for I have it. not poisoned the well. Don't tell me that bullshit. I'll tell you this. This is why you're such a fucking terrible. Actually, Creighton has a tougher schedule than San Diego State. Okay, good. So apologize to Aztec Nation. Monty well, they Montezuma. lost those games. They lost to Villanova, and they lost to Butler, and they lost to Michigan, they they and they lost them. to the Aztecs. They did their best. <laughs> Here's why you're a fucking ass. Go ahead. Let's you hear it. You want to hear it? Yeah, because people reason. tell me all the time, but no one gives me a reason. Reason number one why you're a fucking ass. Okay, I'll take it. You post on Twitter yesterday this video of a kid going down an escalator where a thousand people just beat the dog <laughs> shit out <laughs> yeah, of him. That's true. And you go, this is me on Twitter anytime I say something about the Chargers or AJ Preller. Yeah. And because you have poisoned the well and made me once a proud... <laughs> Member of San Diego, I've so never negative. Made you proud. I laughed and laughed and laughed <laughs> and completely ignored the fact that somebody's baby boy got the living shit beat out of them for just riding an escalator. <laughs> I missed the fucking story. I'm like, God damn, that is Dave. And then I'm like, no, it isn't. Why are 90 people kicking the shit out of this guy at the mall? Did he steal something? I don't know. Must from H and M. Must have been a real jerk. God, <laughs> that guy, and he was trying to run, and he knew it. No, 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 no. Ah! No, but that is you, and deservedly. Deserve. <laughs> Thank you very much.
It should happen to you at Plaza Bonita. <laughs> that would be terrible. A bunch of hot chicks. Oh, my gosh. That all look like Lisa Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think Aztec tickets are now on StubHub? We were talking oh, about it today. Pretty, pretty high. Do you, not have getting you in for, No, I haven't. I'm not getting in for six bucks again. No, right? you are not. Actually, almost every game is sold completely out. So good. It's gonna be, yeah, it is good. And look, it was pretty mellow when I went, but all the kids were, were gone for Thanksgiving break. I don't yeah. blame anybody. It was a fucking Monday night, uh, Thanksgiving week. And I just I was happy to go out there and see him, but dude, it's cool, man. Let's see if I can find that for you. By the way, as I, as I as I try and look it up, um, I heard a funny thing as far as fantasy football goes. Okay. They a lot of leagues have punishments for the guy that finishes the last place. Yep. Okay. What's the worst one you've ever heard? Have you ever heard of one of you that, Tattoo. that says, tattoos are bad? Right. Yeah. Tattoos. I knew a guy who in the league was you had to take the SATs if you lost. Wow. That fucking sucks. Wow. So here's one I saw today. It was the okay. Waffle House Challenge. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Do you, you know what the Waffle House is? Yeah, I've been is? there. Okay. So the Waffle House is a restaurant. It's usually all throughout the Midwest and the South. And uh, the Waffle House is open 24-7. Okay. You have to spend 24 hours in a Waffle House. But for oh every God. waffle you eat, and it's the size of a big fucking Yeah, they're plate. big. For every waffle you eat, you get one hour taken off. Damn, dude. So, so it, it, like, I'm, like, thinking in my mind, well, how many of these fucking waffles could I eat? And I'm right. thinking, well, I can eat three off the bat, but now I got to digest and be, wait if I can get another one down. Wait a minute. You're saying right there, you check in at 8 o'clock in the morning, you're saying you can knock down three of those if, right there? Dang, just get are... the fuck out of there. Yeah, no, I, gotta, I thought I gotta... you do one at 8, you do one at 10.30, you... and you do one at 1. Yeah, but that's still only three hours gone. So you got to get yeah. to as many waffles off the plate as you can, so obviously... If but you could just eat, waffles. You don't have to do no, the hash browns or no, the eggs or anything? No, just waffles. And they're, again, they're the size of a dinner they're plate. They're big, yeah. yeah. it's not like Cash fucking Eggos. too. So, <laughs> so if you... The Waffle House challenge is tough. Otherwise, you're there for 24 fucking straight hours. Oh, my God. And you know the waitress is going to be pissed. She wants yeah. the tip. Yeah. She wants you to check out. Well, you, you're going to have to clear it with them, right? Yeah. You can't just show up you and just be say, there. Hey, They're going to call I the promise cops. I'm going I'm I'm to tip at the end. Yeah, I'm just going to tip. Yeah. You're going to have to tip every four hours. You're going to have to tip at least. No shit. You're probably going to have to tip 20 bucks yeah. every two hours because you got to figure tables you're generate. Right. Clear out every half hour. It's at least a $5 tip. So, yep. yeah, you're going to have to keep that money rolling. That's a. <laughs> that, that, God damn. That's it. So in San Diego, obviously it's not a Waffle House, right? Cali Where, Comfort. Cal, Cali Comfort. What would be the meal? Uh, the Jake the, cheesesteak. For every Jake cheesesteak, you get an hour taken off. I think, well, no, you'd have to get two off for that. That's bigger than the waffle. <laughs> it's going to fill you up. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. San Diego State. Tickets for uh, as low as $48 to see Nevada on January 18th. God, I literally got in for 21 bucks for three guys. Yeah. We had a blast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it is what it is. Yeah. That's it. That's it. All right, let me ask about these NFL games sure. here. Okay, because last week we didn't do very well. No, I didn't either. I think we were one in three. Terrible. We both had the same games. Okay. Uh, all right. You want to do this with the spread or without the spread? Uh, No, I'll do it with the spread. Okay. First game of the day, it's going to be Saturday. It's going to be Vikings at the Niners. Niners are favored by how many do you think? Um, this point spreads blew me away this this time. I'll say Niners by eight and a half. Oh, that's funny you said that. Seven. 
Go I ahead. thought seven was high. Um, I like the Vikings D rattling Garoppolo a little yeah. bit. I really do. I like the Vikes. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the yeah I'll take the Vikes in the points. I okay. think the Niners win, but I think the Vikes can cover. The game, and it's funny the that game by the way, the Vikings 49er game is the NBC game. Because oh. you always used to see that broadcast crew at yeah. night. Now those guys are day game. Um, the Saturday night game, Titans at the Ravens. Where's that game? Where's that game's that? in Baltimore. No, I got it. But what channel is that on? It's on CBS. Oh, okay. Romo and uh, yep. and Nance. Nance. Um, this used to be huge 20 years ago when it was Ray Lewis and yeah, Eddie George. I still like this game. What's the spread in that game? What do you think it is? I'm going to say Ravens. Uh, I'm going to say Ravens six and a half. Ten. Really? Pretty fucking high. Yeah. For a playoff high. game, that's really high. Yeah, I'll take the Ravens though. Okay, take the Ravens. I'm not sure. I did. I, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Titans. I mean, okay. I don't. I don't know. I have no idea what the hell's gonna happen. I take the Ravens to win that game though. Yeah. And this the next two. I don't know the TV games, but it's, it has to be obviously uh, Fox and ESPN. Um, Texans at Chiefs. Texans at Chiefs. I like this game a lot. What's the line? What Chiefs, do you think it is? I'll say Chiefs four and a half. Nine. Really? All these are crazy high to me. God damn! I keep uh, thinking this is a regular Sunday. They wouldn't be this high. Um, I'll take the Texans getting the points. I think the Chiefs I'm win. I'll take the Texans getting that. Me too. Remember, uh, me too. Absolutely. And uh, finally, you have Seahawks at the Packers. Uh, Seahawks Packers. I think that'll be our lowest one. I'll say. Uh, I'll say Packers six. Packers three and a half on this one. Oh, uh, okay. And you well, know what? I'm going Seahawks in this game. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. To I'll win. take Green Bay on that. And so, uh, yeah, there, there you go. So those are your four games uh, this weekend. That's that's exactly where you go. So, All right, fun. So before we get to, of course, how old are they and how much are they worth, I want to mention the guys that helped this show go. We'll start with Alan Taylor. Alan Taylor with Taylor May Pools. We talked about the weather, how great it's been. It was cold as shit today. It's going to be yeah. cold the next couple days. But you know San Diego. It's going to warm up. And it warms up. You're going to wish you had that great pool. TaylorMade pools are the ones that can make the perfect pool for you. Whatever you need, new construction or commercial and residential or not, full remodels, commercial and residential, new equipment and repairs, pool resurfacing, they do it all. If you need the perfect pool to start just from the ground up, make sure you look at the 3D designs with the virtual tours. Alan Taylor's your guy. Tailored May Pools. You can reach them at 619 619- Four four nine four four five two six one nine four four nine four four five two. Tell you what, ma'am, there are so many things that go into this show, and one of the great thing is, uh, great things is, as Dave mentioned, the relationships that we have with all of these guys, and so many of you that support this show. Which uh, we're excited to tell you something that's going to happen starting next week, but the friendship that we have with Alan and Amy and Brian Curry and Dan Williams and Kyle Pfluger. Uh, it's really amazing. It really is great. And so while well, I love talking about the pool and I love pointing out all the different 3d dynamics and staycation, uh, I'm incredibly excited because we have said for a couple of weeks that their 18 year old son, Gavin has been in the hospital. Dave has been there to visit because Dave coached Gavin and it's just incredibly difficult for what two people incredibly close to us have been going through for the last couple of weeks. And slowly but surely, we're starting to get good news. Coming up in a month, actually. Yeah. Gosh. It's been and, a life support for a month. And now he's off the ventilator. Yep. And he was, uh, again, 
I, I don't know, Dave. You may know better than I am. All I'm doing is I'm trying to stay the hell yeah. out of the way. Yeah. But I just know a lot of you wear the tailor-made pool shirts that he provided at our event when Alan and Amy just came down with the box of shirt that they paid for themselves. They're just amazing people, man. And yeah. I, uh, Dave and I just love them to death. And the positive thoughts that all of you are providing for their family and for Gavin are working and just keep doing it yeah. because man, Dave's been through it. I've been through it and we don't want anybody to go through what we've gone through and they're fighting it right now. But goddamn man, Gavin is fighting it and incredibly proud of that young man. But, uh, we just love Amy and, and Alan so much. So yeah, I will tell you a lot about Taylor made pools, but tonight, I uh, just kind of, I just think about these guys a lot and Gavin like limited dealings with him, but I love your parents, brother. So keep fighting the good fight. We're all incredibly proud of you. And, uh, we're looking forward to the next note of positive information. Absolutely. We are. Um, want to mention Dan Williams. Some will commit to making a new home purchase. Some people will, will commit to making life changes right now. When you talk about what's going on in 2020 and where you should be, we all know how important it is to get out of debt. Right now, if you give Dan Williams a call, guess what? Because you're a Dave and Jeff listener, he's going to give you a $195 treat. Right now, Dan will make sure that he will run a credit report for you and also will give you the debt elimination strategy to make sure that you can be debt-free. Again, Dan Williams' offer only runs through January 15th, so you're running out really quick. you got about a week left here. No charge. He's going to do this for you, $195 service. All you have to do is tell him you're a Dave and Jeff listener, 858 858- 688-6813-858-688-6813. I think the debt elimination is so important because I think a lot of you may think you're doing it the right way and you call Dan and Dan may show you a much better way to do it that will free up money for you, keep that money in your pocket and allow you to get out of debt much faster than the way you're currently doing it. And so 858-688-6813, look, when it comes to that, the other thing when you're in debt, and I know it having done it in the past, you get so stressed out by it that it has a trickle-down effect on every aspect of your life, whether at work or with your kids or in your relationship, and it's just miserable. And it's miserable for you, and it's miserable for all the people around you so that's why if Dan's offering to help you for free, you'd be crazy not to take advantage of it. 858-688-6813. And as the calendar turned from 2019 to 2020, you know what's coming, man. Property taxes are coming. Taxes are going to be due. And all the other shit that you put up with every day. We want you to be able to buy that house. So make sure that your finances are in line. There's not a better guy than Dan who has done so much for us, for this show, what he does for this community, giving back to the military. I mean, it's absolutely unmatched. We couldn't be more proud of our working relationship. Take advantage of it. He's doing that favor for you because you support this show. Uh, 858-688-6813. Also, Brian Curry, if you're looking to buy a brand new house, guess who knows real estate better than anyone in San Diego? It's Brian Curry. He's familiar with every single community. He'll tell you what's a great place to move into. If you're looking for a place for your perfect home to either upsize or downsize, or you're looking for even an investment, Brian Curry's the guy to answer all your questions. Everything that's going on politically right now, 
it's a good time to ask him before you throw such a big amount of money into a property. Call Brian and say exactly what's going on and where's the best time to buy and where is the best time to buy. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. We rarely want to compare our guy versus anybody else that does the same job, but we have to do it tonight. Brian Curry is a much better real estate agent than two other guys, and their names may be familiar to you, and I hope I don't get in trouble legally, but I'm going to tell you their names and why Brian Curry is better. Brian Curry is much better at real estate than two guys you know, brothers Jack and Kay Dotson, <laughs> and here's why. Because the other night we are in Beverly Hills, and as we do on every trip, we drive by the Menendez brothers' house. Do you really? Yeah, we go by every time. <laughs> it's crazy shit. 722 Elm Street. <laughs> and this was the conversation. My son Cade said to me, man, can you imagine living there? And I go, well, I can't. And he goes, why would anybody do it? And I said, well, my guess would be that because of what happened in that house, they had to drop the price. So maybe a $20 million house was available for $10 million. And without missing a beat, my son Jack goes, Dad, that's the answer. Find a house where somebody got murdered. You're going to get a great deal. And I go, I don't, I don't want to do that. And he's like, you're going to save so much money. Tell Brian. Say, hey, Brian, can we go tour houses where people got killed? Now, that would be if Jack Dotson Jesus. was your real estate agent. He'd swing by and pick you up. He goes, hey, we got a great one. Double manslaughter in City Heights. Let's go check it out before Jesus. they pull the rug out of there. We're not doing that with Brian Curry. And I was like, maybe you worry about your fourth grade math test and making your teeth look five shades lighter or yellow than they currently do. <laughs> and let Brian do the real estate. They're like, and they look at me like I'm the biggest asshole. We're trying to save you money. Like, I sorry, we thought that was a good thing. Yeah, okay, thanks. Again. So it's a nice house. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Well, that's fine. How much remodeling do you think they did? I go Dude, a shitload. Yeah, I go, I don't think Jose and Kitty are still laying there. They probably cleaned the fucking place up. No nope. you ever see the movie Twins? I'm not talking about your kids, but you ever see the movie Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny yeah. DeVito? I swear to God, dude, I think this is the house where uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger finds the dad that looks like him. Right there? Yeah, it lo- the driveway, everything looks the same. Might be. Um, but there are so many great areas in San Diego where you can live. One of the greatest areas in San Diego, I need to clear up a little confusion. Okay, let's hear this. One of the greatest areas of San Diego is Point Loma. Okay. Yeah. I love Point Loma. Yeah, now, the other the day, line. my whole... Point Loma Army, Stevie Verissimo, yep. Craig Meaty, yep. Pete, Billy. There was a goddamn Easter egg for all you guys. And oh, all of Point Loma got riled up because I made a joke about the girls down there were easy and that they'd get out of 11th grade math and go work the Tuesday day shift at Lake Girls. I don't know for sure they did, but I'll tell you what, I don't know for sure they didn't. Might have been Pacers. But anybody who's lucky enough to live in Point Loma, Jesus. you earned it. Beautiful over there. You know that. It is. It's great. I'll tell you why Point Loma is great, too, because that fucking dipshit Costa 
started talking about moving over there, and Point Loma rallied it as a community and kicked his ass <laughs> back to the college area. No matter where you want to live, except for homes where murders have been committed, call our friend Brian Curry, and he's going to find you the house of your dreams. Yes. I like it. Yes. And you're not house of your dreams, not nightmares. Where ghosts show up. Why don't you you should get Amityville horror for your kids and then they'll never say that again. Get out. <laughs> get out. Hey, also Kyle Fluker, he's the guy that's the king of websites. If you need someone to help you out with your business, a personal website, or you're saying, you know what, we just need an upgrade to make some more money, draw more attention into what's going on in our business through our website. Kyle Fluger's your guy. Six one nine 500 Brand new website. Kyle and I are launching. We haven't told you about this one. We're going to launch it, though. It's going to be doucheofthedaycom and all of us can it's participate. Awesome. Dave, I'm, go to lunch today. It's about yeah. uh, 2 o'clock. I'm getting ready. I'm just at a local sandwich shop, which is great. And the guy comes in behind me. He's got a pair of, like, Walmart cargo shirts on. Oh, I don't even know what sandwich order. My secretary always does this. And you're like, oh, calm the fuck down, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. Is there a honey wheat bread? Is there a brown bread? Can I see the difference? Which, hey, what approximately, if I hold my hands like this, what size sandwich is that? My secretary always does it. When we launch doucheofthedaycom yeah. we're going to take that guy's picture, or it's the guy next to you driving that the hands-free yeah. law doesn't apply to. It's the person when you're just sitting there minding your business that stands right next to you in Starbucks, talks on the phone. Yeah. It's the guy that doesn't know how to park and takes up two spots. We're going to put every one of their fucking pictures on doucheofthedaycom and we're going to clean this fucking town up. Me and Kyle Fluger are going to run point on it. It's going to be incredibly exciting. We're going to get these motherfuckers out of this city. I don't know what to do. God, don't confuse it. I heard a fucking like chicken sandwich. But like, who's the last guy that used the line secretary? Lou Grant? What is it? Fucking 19? <laughs> no, my secretary does it. I'm like, I'm just going to grab this guy by the scruff of the neck and just slam his face into the most jagged edge piece of glass I can find. And I'm going to tear out his retina. Let me... <laughs> You like the idea of douche of the day? Dude, dude, I'd be on it every day. We'll just launch it, it every day. Let's I love go. it. Yeah. Hashtag douche of the day. Just start finding them and, and just guys talking on their phone. Yeah. The fucking ladies that do shit. Right. Uh, it's just anybody. You guys know they all qualify. Yeah. The uh, guys that talk on their phone in line at the bank. Oh, man, I tell you what, I got to close this deal. My broker's <laughs> going crazy. I got to get rid of my AOL stock. <laughs> I got to get rid of my AOL stock. I, I got to ask you this question. This has yeah. happened to me like four times this week. When okay. when we we threw the we we went over there and we bombed Iran and then they yeah. then they shoot yesterday. I start getting text messages from guys I know. Okay. Hey, go ahead and call me back. I'm I'm in. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, call, you, call you back. My buddy Ray. Yeah. Pretty, you know my buddy Ray. Sure. I get that message from him yesterday. Hey, go ahead and call me back. And I'm like, dude, I was just with you four hours ago at Buffalo Wild, Wild, Buffalo Wild Wings, and you needed a handicap placard to park 10 feet from the door. 
Yeah. How the fuck are you going to call back? No one's calling you for help. What the hell are you talking about? What's he going to help with? Ready to help out in the war. He's all pumped up, ready to go. Call me back. And I'm like, dude, you're in your 50s. Yeah. You can't even park in a normal spot. What the hell are you talking about? Your knees hurt to walk from right there 20 feet to the fucking door to eat your fucking flat chicken wings. He can do, uh, he could be the good morning Vietnam guy. Dude, I've gotten so many of those this week. It's Everybody's insane. ready to go? Everyone's ready to go. I'm like, all right, fuck. Like it completely, it should have ended last night, right? Well, that's what it sounds like. I mean, they said, okay, that, this but, concludes it. Yeah, it sounds like Iran launched these missiles to to, to show the people that, hey. Hey, we have them. Yeah, we aren't going to take any shit. And then in reality, they don't want, really want more of what we have. So let's, no. hey, it's all off now. You know, hey, we don't want any more. But, yeah. Crazy shit. How but it about, seemed like more to save face. How about this shit today? My buddy Don Winslow started it. My buddy Don Winslow sent a tweet out today to the press secretary, Donald Trump's press secretary, and said, I'm going to donate $75,000. Sound like our fucking New Year's Eve prank call. But yep. Don meant it. Sent a tweet to the press secretary for Trump. So I'm going to donate $75,000 to St. Jude's Hospital in your name if you have a fucking press conference, which they've just quit doing, a press briefing yeah. this week uh, with the full media. Let everybody in, hour long, answer questions. I'll donate seventy five grand in your name to St. Jude. Stephen King, whose buddies with Don, saw it and said, I'll match it. There's $150,000 nice. that other authors are jumping in kicking in money. I think Matt Coyle said, I'll donate 200000 No, I don't know that Matt did that. <laughs> uh, but Winslow and Stephen King have because yeah. fucking Trump's press secretary. Look, man, I, I don't care where your politics go. I really couldn't give less of a shit. The fucking idea that you won't meet with anybody it's is bizarre. It's bizarre. It's is unheard right. of. It's never happened in right. the history of this country. We don't do it. It's crazy. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I found that interesting. Hey, I mentioned Matt Coyle. I want yeah. to say one thing. Uh, Matt's a really good friend of this show, has a new book out called Lost Tomorrows. A week from tonight, Matt and I will be at Book Catapult in South Beach. Uh, South Park. I was about to say cool. Yeah, not South <laughs> Beach. Yeah, South Park. Uh, Book Catapult, 730 next Wednesday night. Please come out and support it. It'll be a great, great time. Really fun just to bullshit and talk about books in San Diego. We'll tell some radio stories because that's always fun. But Book Catapult is a really, really cool store. And these are the guys that you remember last year. Uh, Matt and I were scheduled to do it. It got canceled because the owner had incredibly severe medical issues. Yeah. So many people from local independent bookstores, Warwick's and others, Mysterious Galaxy, went down there and worked for free to keep that store alive and running. The owner's doing much better. He's healthy, but it's just great. So again, next Wednesday night, 7.30, Matt Coyle and myself uh, talking about book cat at Book Catapult, talking about Lost Tomorrows. We hope you'll join us, and then uh, you and I will be back here uh, either Tuesday or Thursday. Oh, yeah. and let me mention this. Go ahead. Dave and I could not be more appreciative of those of you that sponsored this show 
on Patreon. Yeah. And while it's only $5 a month, and I know that it can be justified as Starbucks or however you justify it, it means a lot to us that you do it. And there's about 200 of you that are pretty loyal to it and everything else. And we're always talking about ways um, to give back to you guys. And we wanted to do different things. But we're excited to say this. Starting next week. And Dave, I think maybe depending on your schedule, it may work to do uh, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. Okay. Not Sunday. Sunday is actually my anniversary. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Okay, congratulations. Well, then the week following. Okay. But next week we'll be here Tuesday and Thursday. Okay. Um, but the following week, there will be our normal Sunday show. Yeah. And there will be our normal Wednesday show. But there will probably be a Tuesday show. Okay. And what's going to happen is the Sunday show and the Tuesday show, as we do now, We'll start here on Patreon, and then after a few days, they go live to iTunes. Usually on Saturday, I release Saturday, them. yeah. And remember, we do that because we owe that to Brian and to Dan and to Al and to Kyle, who support us. We got to get the listeners so they're getting their money's worth. But that Wednesday night show that we are doing, starting in a couple of weeks and at least yeah. a couple times a month, and it may end up growing into as often as we can, but at least a couple times a month, there's going to be a show that's going to be only for Patreon. Yeah. And will not be released. And there'll be some guests that are coming down. I mean, look, man, we owe it to you guys to give back to for what you've done. And so it might mean Jim Trotter coming in. It might mean Ted Leitner coming in. It could be Wayne Partello from the Padres coming in, a lot of guys that we're working on to come down and hang out and tell some stories. Stevie Woods is looking to come back in, which would be a lot of fun. Um, but sincerely, I know, Dave, you feel the same way. The Patreon guys, you are incredibly special to us, yeah. and we're going to give you back shows that matter that are not released for free three days later. Patreon only. It's our thank you to you guys. And uh, and anybody else, if they want them, sign up. And if they're not interested, no worries. But we appreciate you, and it's time to pay you back. Exactly right. All right. So I got, uh, obviously, how old are they and how much are they worth? I got an extended list today. I'm okay. good. I'm ready. Let's go. We're going to start with Elvis Presley because we started the show that way. Elvis Shit, I love that. obviously died in 1977 at age 42. Oh, okay, well, so thank can you, you. Can you do the math? Yeah, I can. Uh, 43, that makes him 85. Good job. 85. You imagine that? Yeah, eighty-five years old for Elvis. Do you remember where you were when Elvis died? I mean, yeah, we, were, we were was, little kids. Yeah, it was in Minneapolis. So I was in Tennessee, and I didn't understand Elvis for shit. I didn't know anything about it. I couldn't name an Elvis song, but in Tennessee, it was a big fucking deal. But at forty-two, you were like, "Yeah, yeah he's fucking done anyway." Yeah, he was gonna die next might week. As well be yeah, what the fuck? You're like, get out of here, Gramps. Forty-two. <laughs> now it says on here. I looked up how much is he worth. I expected a lot more. But I couldn't find anything different than this number. Well, what's he worth today or what's what was he, wor he worth when he died? Well, according to this right now, what's he worth? So I imagine Dude, his the estate estate's today. got to be $500 million? No, that's what I thought. See, that's what I'm saying. Something's off, so I'm, I'm confused. I don't know what the number is, but it's much lower than that. What's it say? $20 million. Oh, bullshit. Okay. 
Dude, they make so much money on well, Graceland exactly. and licensing and, they said and everything he, else. He's made so much money since uh, since he died. Yeah. So I'm thinking that could that have been what it was in 1977? I gotta say this too. I feel like you gotta call people out. Yeah. If you have the ability, like he did, to be banging Linda Thompson, you gotta get your yeah. shit together, kid. <laughs> okay, let's go. Get it fucking together here. Linda Thompson, Dave, are you kidding me at that time? Yeah. She was unbelievable. She bought into your fucking fake FBI badge and your bullshit. Karate. Yeah. TCB Karate Studio. Give me a break. Come on, E. Bring it. I tell you. I tell you what. You go. Watch that dude, Aloha from Hawaii. Yeah. You tell me he didn't bang 111 of those Hawaiian chicks right then. Of course he did. He just... God damn, he was, and he was gone, like, he was gone, yeah. like, three or four years later. Yeah. You and I went to the to the place where he performed. The Blaisdell. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. that, that Aloha from Hawaii, he's fucking the man on that show. I remember being a little kid, and you'd see those those concerts, and he'd be throwing his sweat rags in the crowd, and yeah. the women go nuts for him. I'm like, That's disgusting. We, I took my mom, what about this career? Okay. I took my mom years ago. She loves Neil Diamond. Yeah. So I've taken her two different times to seal Neil Diamond. And now he's done because he's fighting dementia or Alzheimer's, can't tour anymore. But the guy who was the drummer for Elvis, guy named Ronnie Tut. Yeah. Dude, he he was the drummer for the king. And shortly after Elvis passed away. He got hired as the drummer for Neil Diamond. Wow. And is on all that shit. Brady Hoke turned it down. What? I'm just joking. They oh, Brady Hoke turned the, yeah, the turned drumming the job drumming down? down, down for I Neil thought Diamond. you were look the way you were looking no. right there, it's like he turned down the Aztec job. No. Yeah. That'd be a pretty good gig, right? Yes. That no, that's great. Still working. Oh, well, not anymore. Not, not giving drum lessons and shit. Yeah. And hanging out. Doing rim shots. <laughs> That's his only job. It's a night show. It just says yeah. rim shots. Just sitting there. With fucking uh, my boy Dustin Nickerson. Oh, all my right. gosh. All right. The next couple guys are all dead. So all you right. got to figure it out. Stephen Hawking died in, uh, died in, in 2018. 2018. I remember him being older than I would have thought. Is he 64? 78. When- God, see? Yeah. 78. He better be worth, for what that poor dude had to go through in his life, he better be worth 20 million. 20 million, exactly right. All right, well, good on him. All right, David Bowie. David, David Bowie, Bowie died in 2016. 73. 73. That's, uh, yeah. that's what he would be. He was 69 when he died. How much is he worth? 100 million? A lot more than that. No shit. 300? Yeah. No, 230. 230. Damn it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't a very big Bowie fan. Like, I respected him, but yeah. all that shit, like Ziggy Stardust, that freaked the shit out yeah. of me when I was a kid. He did some weird shit. Yeah, I think Ziggy Stardust and the and the theme song from The Exorcist, I think those two things I experienced, Tubular Bells and then Ziggy Stardust, I think I saw back to back. Yeah. And I think that really explains why I'm as fucked up as I am. Did you... Uh- <laughs> so you tell your yeah. therapist 
Yeah. <laughs> well, what happened? When did you feel it going off the rails? Well, that's funny you said it. I have three. I have three things that fucking rattled me. My first one yeah. was hearing tubular bells yeah. and seeing that weird face <laughs> from The Exorcist. Okay. Number two was seeing David Bowie in that fucking jumpsuit <laughs> with that weird red hair as Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. Okay. And the third one that pushed me right over the corner was finding out my close friend Steve fucked Terry Wells. <laughs> I, actually, I think the first two fucked me up, and I think the third one brought me back to life. I think the Stevie story brought me back. Did you see that whole story that came out last week about David Bowie and Lauren Michaels from SNL? No. About how they were good friends, and Lauren Michaels shared a story about a song that uh, David Bowie has that he says, man, was in his darkest moments. It was when Lauren Michaels was with SNL, then he okay. was off SNL. For Dick Eversole. Yeah, and then he was like big coke addict and shit, like doing mountains and mountains of coke, and he was depressed as fuck. And he used to listen to, I think the song is Monsters. Is that is that the song? I, I don't know enough. Like, okay. like so, Yeah, I don't know enough. So they got into like, uh, he just said, that was my darkest moment, the whole deal. And then they got in some kind of disagreement. He was the musical guest on SNL. And Bowie turns to the band and says, we aren't playing whatever song. Let's dance or whatever the fuck. We're playing the song that fucking fucks with Lauren Michaels. As soon as Whoa. he plays the song, fucking, I watched the clip of it just last week. And Lauren Michaels has him escorted during the show by security right to the fucking street. Good. Get the fuck out of there. Get it, the fuck out of here. Ruined their friendship for about five years. You're so fucking pissed at him. If you're the security guard, because, you know, David yeah. Bowie can't fucking fight a cold. You no. punch him right in the fucking head. <laughs> oh, fuck you think you're doing. You don't come into Lauren's house and do that shit. You fucking asshole. That's exactly. Got all in his head. Yeah. Tell me again how fucking great dance in the street was yeah. with Jagger. You fucking ruined Jagger, you he asshole. He sure did. He ruined, this, ruined fucking, Jagger street cred. God damn it. Then Get the fuck out of here. Bowie's quoted as saying, eh, it wasn't a big deal. There's a nice fruit tray back in my, my uh, dressing room that I wanted to bring back to the hotel, but fuck, I didn't get it. You changed your name. <laughs> Listen, dickhead. You changed your name because that little fucking shrimp and the monkeys had your same name. You were both Davy Jones, and you cave into that guy. You sang about cheer up, sleepy Jean. You get the fuck out of here. Before I throw you down the fucking steps. Fucking bitch. All right. R. Sorry. Kelly. R. Kelly. <laughs> How old is R. Kelly? How much is he worth? Shit. Uh, well. Guess his age person. I'll tell you how much he was worth. R. Kelly is 52. Close. 53. He 53. Wa he was worth $150 million. God damn. How much is he worth now? AI is like, where'd it go, baby? <laughs> uh, worth now? He's worth $4 million. 100000 God. He needs to call Dan Williams. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He does. <laughs> he does. Dan, what are you doing? Stop riding that bike. Oh, my God. God, he's a fucking train wreck. I taped that show Yeah. somewhere, VH1 or something. They were running that Surviving R. Kelly. What a goddamn psycho yeah, that dude is, is, huh? Absolutely. Shit. Okay. Shit. All right, so Ray Mysterio Sr., it's his birthday today, but fuck it. Ray Mysterio, the one that lives behind me. Yeah. How much? Uh, how old is Ray Mysterio? Even though his birthday is December 11th, how old is he, and how much is he worth? Okay, this confuses me. Is okay. Ray 40? 45. Really? Yeah. 
And now this is a great one because my kids and I were playing this game when we were down here last week. Yeah. I think Ray's probably worth about $18 million. Eight and a half million. Okay. I expected more. I would have guessed yeah, about 18 too. He was kind of with WCW yeah. for a while and then, but eight and a half million. Yeah. Dude, what a, that's a guy, man. San Diego cool. Yeah. Can we ever get him over here? We're fucking our block away. Fuck, he always wears a mask. I don't know what he looks like. You, you know him. <laughs> you ran into him in Target. I know. Like 20 years ago. Such a good dude. If I see him around honestly, I'll ask him to come on. Um, okay. and, and finally, it's Chris Paddock's birthday today. I love the sheriff. So the sheriff's 25? 24. 24. Good God news. damn. Even better news. How, how much, much is, is he worth? Yeah, how much is he worth? Two million? 955,000. That's what it says. Now, I'm Dude. sure he got some money when he got drafted, so I don't know if that number's right, but it says 955. I'm excited for the future for that guy. Really yeah. am. Like, when you think about it, he really could be special. That's where right? hanging our hats with him. Him yeah. and we're hoping what Gore is going to be. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I looked at today. What the hell was I looking at? Boy, the athletic is so good. And ESPN had different guys, but, yeah, the the, the prospects that are really going to make a difference – um, I know Dennis Lynn had his 10 predictions for the Padres in 2020 on The Athletic. He said Mackenzie Gore will be here in April. He said Will Myers will be on the opening day roster, but will be moved at the deadline. Hope so. Also said Josh Naylor would be moved at the deadline. Hope so. Also said he believes both uh, Austin Hedges and Francisco Mejia will be traded. Wow. Yeah. Dennis Lynn's really good. Yeah, no, Dennis Lynn does a great job. I, man, I'm Where's AC? Is he on vacation? <laughs> I mean, there's not, it's not like there's anything yeah. going on. No, it, it, here's what's funny. So many people, I'm like you, I read everything I can on baseball. Yeah. And every time I look at my phone, honestly, I'm hoping for basically roster moves, right? Yeah. I, I don't care about Josh Donaldson. That That's not one. I'm looking, what are the Padres doing? What are the Dodgers doing? What are the Angels sure. doing? Because the Angels are now chasing all the guys that the Dodgers were chasing, yep. which is kind of funny. So they're trying to get Clevenger and the whole deal. So I'm always looking, going, please give me something. And I think a lot of Padre fans are probably doing the same thing, right? We just want yeah. news, something coming up. So many people are picking the Padres to make a major move this year. Saw that too. And I'm like, well, right now, as I we think stand Dennis on wrote that, that, sorry, Dave, to interrupt yeah. you, but I think Dennis said because of it, uh, ticket sales and how well they've been going, that they're going to go out and get a huge. That's yeah. his prediction at the All-Star break that they go out or All-Star break at the trade deadline. Yeah. That they go out and get an impact player. Even PTI was talking about it today, that the really? Padres are ready to make that move. And so I'm like, well, what is it? Because right now on January 8th, we're like, this team's not even better than it was last year. Yeah. You know, you're going, okay, what, what's that move? So the fact so many people are talking about it, man, I hope that's 100% true. It'd be fun. It would be. It would be yeah. great. When are we coming back? Um, all right. So we will be back here. Let me think about where we're at. Uh, how about this? How about we're just fucking back the next time your, your inbox beeps. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're not fucking Pinocchio dancing around for you. Not fucking marionettes. We got lives to live. All right. We gave you a, how long does the show go tonight? Hour 31. Hour 31. Commercial free. You heard from coach Hoke. <laughs> we got a little bit of a tribute. I'm not fucking done with you, Horton. I'm not done with you at all, you little fuck. Geffner, by the way, is 51. Who? Geffner. 51? That's what I found was 51. God damn. Doesn't have how much he's worth. I'm going with the 14 million that you yeah, said. Yeah, 14 million. Although uh, Shake Shack may have taken some of that from him. 
<laughs> Loves it. Love that guy. Uh, happy birthday, Gaff. Happy 1,000th game to my man, Al Horton. Not sure that JoJo Tarantino has done anything. My other celebrity. And Bryce Miller, I'll let this one slide. <laughs> um, Probably Monday. Okay. Uh, Dave, how many years for you and Rita? 28. 28. Well, hopefully she doesn't get all loopy and embarrass you at dinner. Dude, no shit. Right? Yeah. We're going to take her. You know what? <laughs> She Sizzler, sent, she sent me, a, <laughs> she sent me a note saying today, sent me a text. Where are we going for an anniversary? Okay. Where are we going? And I'm like, what the fuck is that supposed yeah, to be? Yeah, go out. And so I said, no, but she made it sound like I'm taking her to like Santa Barbara or oh, LA or Palm nice. Springs or something like LA. that. So I said, <laughs> I said, well, you can wear your Titans Saturday, Titans jersey Saturday night to play the Ravens. And she said, if I wear my Titans jersey Saturday night, there won't be a 29. Is what she told me. And I was like, fuck, am I supposed to take her somewhere? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> asshole. I got a game against El Camino. Do you think when? she wants to go see that one Saturday? Think she wants to go to that? No. no. Uh, then take her to Chuck E. Cheese on the, off the 78. <laughs> Where can I? Are you a wine guy? No, not at all. Is she a wine drinker? She will drink white wine. Yeah. But you've done that. Didn't you guys just I, yeah, go to Temecula? Yeah, it was a disaster. It, and, and no, the, no the, the trip was fine. It just, dude, I'm not a wine guy. I don't give a fuck about how grapes are grown or anything. Dude, you know where you could go? You could go to... Uh... That Ruth Chris, you and I went to that time. There was a shooting in there just the other day. Where's that? The one where we went... Um, oh, God dang. Uh, downtown? Was it downtown or was it by... Yeah, yeah, downtown. Yeah, there's yeah, a shooting there, in there? Yeah, it was a fucking shooting. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not looking forward to that. No. All right. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Take her somewhere nice. Uh, shit, I don't know. They probably got a celebrity in at that goddamn strip club down there by the old post office. Yeah. Take them over there. They'll okay. give you a table. <laughs> hey, real quick. This is a cool story. Yeah. We joke about deja vu all the time in the strip clubs, everything else. Did you see what they did? No. Deja vu provided 200 tents for the homeless. Cool. Downtown. I don't know. I just saw that. I was like, dude, as much as we fuck around and joke yeah. about those places, and I, I believe I have that number right, but it doesn't matter. Uh, all the tents really have cool. the deja vu showgirls. Who Is gives that right? a shit? That's I thought awesome. it was cool. Good for those dudes, yeah. man. My friend, uh, no, he actually worked for a different club. Different strip club. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. That was really cool, and I like I like when people step up and I meant to mention this last week, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. But our thoughts are with my man Bob McElroy at the Alpha Project. Yeah. What Bob has done in this city for more than 35 years, the friendship that he has provided to this show is unmatched. He is by far one of the most impressive people we know, and I'm so incredibly proud to call him a friend because he just does it. He doesn't go and pound his own drum. He just does it. And the Alpha Project is hurting because a guy that worked for him, a security guard, father with kids, uh, was shot and killed outside of the tent city. And it just has devastated yeah. the residents and the employees and Bob and all the great people at the Alpha Project. Uh, last year, my kids went down and sold candy bars, and we met so many of the people there and so many of the people that live there. They're just great, great people. And Bob is just somebody incredibly special to me and to this show and I meant to say it last week, but our thoughts and uh, 
our support continue to be with Bob and everybody at the Alpha Project. We love those people very much. It's why they are one of our featured charities. And uh, just kind of keep them in their thoughts and especially the family of the young man who lost his life. Absolutely. Incredibly tragic. And uh, we're thinking about them. And then we'll see you all on Monday night. Perfect. When